Welcome fellow traveler. I'm Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, and this is Soul to Life, a podcast for old souls on the multi-dimensional journey of being human. This is episode six, where I'm getting into the vibes of the new moon in Cancer, and then sharing a bit from my personal journey as a moon in Cancer native. And I'm going to be sharing about grappling with the legacy of pain in my family, making peace with my sensitivity, and reclaiming my intuitive gifts. Just want to give a content warning that there is a brief mention of suicide in my personal share. So we have the new moon in Cancer, and that is happening on Friday, July 9th, 2021, and that's exact at 9.17 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. We have the sun and the moon at 18 degrees of Cancer. The moon is at home in Cancer. It's very strong as the sign that the moon rules. So the moon's strength is in the unconscious realm, the nighttime, the darkness, the unseen. It thrives in the channels of intuition and dreams and playing in the spirit world and connecting with the ancestors of blood and lineage. There's a sense of timelessness when we're dealing with the energy of cancer in general, and especially for the moon in cancer. The emotional realm, the subtle energetic realm, which is where cancer operates, is more flexible where we can travel outside of earth time. Just imagine the way that you can travel in your memory through the power of what we call nostalgia, looking back at the past. And a lot of times this happens through music or through looking at photos or tangible objects like meaningful personal items that people have given us, even smells or tastes like food that we used to eat. All of that can be so rich with meaning from our experience. And then of course, there's the aspect of trauma where we may have emotional or nervous system responses or experiences in this moment that are actually rooted in past experiences. So these things can be layered, they're complex and nuanced and being in this realm of the mystery, we may not get to fully know what it's all about. But in the outer realm, where we have the sun here in Cancer as well, again, we have a focus on these sort of Cancerian concepts of family and food. And Cancer is known for the gentleness, the softness, the comfort that comes from being at home or nesting, you know, where we're like literally just getting all cozy in our place. There's also the high sensitivity aspect, and I know so many of you who are listening are highly sensitive people, and we experience the world in a different way from people who are not highly sensitive. 
It's like the volume on everything can be turned up quite a bit. Because we are open to all the sensory input, as empaths, we're also reading the subtle energies, the energies of people as well as places and things. And the sensitivity and connection to the emotional level, they are linked, as well as this orientation to comfort and gentleness and resting. So as highly sensitive beings, that takes energy. That takes our energy to sense what's happening in our environment. Even if we're not consciously focusing on it, at some level, our organism, our nervous system is sensing this and perhaps responding in some way. So as highly sensitive people, we a lot of us need more downtime and space to unwind and recharge and kind of come back to our center. And that's part of the energetic maintenance process that we need. It's natural. The gifts and the challenges of being highly sensitive, a lot of those actually have to do more with our modern lifestyle than something innate about that trait. Our modern world is really not set up to prioritize our needs for nourishment. Regardless of who we are, it's not easy for us to get the level of rest and nourishment that we may need. And these needs happen on all levels. The moon in Cancer, when conjoined with the sun here, it's really the Cancerian uh, lunar realm is really dominant. And so we're being invited into the mystery, into the realm of dreams and uncanny synchronicities and messages on the radio and vibing with the unseen. And that's another reason that rest and downtime can be helpful because if you want to invite in these connections and these perceptions, it helps to make space for those and also to get into a relaxed and receptive state in our bodies and uh, our mind and our emotions. Because this type of work does not respond well to any kind of pressure. Anxiety can get really mixed up with intuition sometimes. That's why I really recommend, if possible, you know, making space to get relaxed. And that's when those insights can often flow the most easily. I do have one resource I want to share that can support you in both just creating space to relax and be present with yourself and also uh, connecting with spiritual support and potentially insights from your, your spirit guides. And that is my Inner Sanctuary Guided Meditation. You can go to my website and to the free resources. It's really great for cancer season. Moving on, not only do we have this sort of reflective energy of cancer, we also have some activity moving into Leo. So cancer is a water sign, it's the emotional level, and Leo is a fire sign. So it's that passion. Um, there's a bit more energy here, perhaps, to express out in the world. So the main thing that's happening right now is Venus and Mars are approaching a conjunction in the middle of Leo. So that conjunction will be happening over the next few days, but it's already basically in effect. So this, um, this is a really powerful point here um, of integration. With this, we also do have the impact of the ongoing square from Uranus, which is in the middle of Taurus, and then also Saturn, um, which is in Aquarius, Saturn being retrograde right now. 
If you listen to the full moon in Capricorn episode, I talked about the Saturn, Mars, and Uranus aspect that was going on. And that is separating um, at this time. It's still somewhat there, but it's it's lessening. We've been moving through or trying to move through and perhaps being frustrated blocks and perceived limitations, especially around being seen and known for who we are in all areas of our lives. And a lot of what we're struggling with may have to do with how we feel that we fit into society and community or not. Whatever you have around that, like whatever you have around being in groups or being seen or opening up in a more personal way in your relationships, or perhaps there are parts of you that you're not bringing to your work that you would like to. But right now, space is starting to open up for you to move into greater creative potency and self-expression and You may have to amend or update your conditions that you hold for what that looks like. If you have perfectionist tendencies, you may have this vision of an ideal of how you would do this. And it could feel like if I can't do it perfectly, I can't do it at all. Well, I guess I might as well give up. Ask me how I know. But space is starting to open up over the next month, really in July and August. And another thing is that there's going to be a lot of relationships happening, connections happening that are going to be really generative and inspiring. Soulmate connections like coming into your life um, where you can be yourself and shine your light and share your gifts. Again, whether that's in your work or your personal life. For now, it's a really good time to focus on tapping into your intuition and your creativity to dream and just clarify your vision for whatever you're focused on. And then this will be continuing into August as Venus and Mars are at the same part of Leo where the August 8th new moon will be happening. So that new moon will be kind of a next step of this process. And that will be a really great time to plant the seeds of this vision out in the world. With all of this, of course, there's a healing component. It's not just about doing these things and activities and making progress and growing, right? But it's also a healing. We have Chiron in the mix here. And Chiron is trying to Mars and Venus healing in relationship to our will, our desires, and how we assert those. And as I mentioned, we're really going through an integration process where we have the opportunity to reintegrate our creative and relational powers and heal some perhaps like internal splits or conflicts or so-called blocks that we might have. This Chiron aspect is especially important because Chiron is about to turn retrograde on July 15th. So whatever we're working on right now around this is going to be a defining pattern throughout this retrograde of Chiron, which will be happening for almost the rest of the year into the middle of December. This retrograde cycle is a normal part of the Chiron experience. It's one reason why Chiron spends a relatively long time moving through each sign, and it is in Aries right now, by the way. This pace that Chiron takes gives us time to learn and grow through our experiences. If 
we engage with the opportunities that are presented to us. We also have the option not to engage. It's our choice. And also resisting or avoiding healing means that we're carrying pain and carrying pain as time goes on often leads to more suffering for us. So as I mentioned, my moon is in Cancer and actually is at 17 degrees of Cancer. So this new moon is very aligned with me. There's the family and ancestral component, and I've been really engaged with understanding more about mental health in my family. And one of the things that I realized or remembered or really was guided to understand is that my pain has a lineage. Like whatever I'm feeling, especially in moments where I feel like I'm struggling or I'm just having a lot of intense emotions, that is something that I deal with pretty regularly. And I've had a lot of self-judgment for that, but I realized that it's not just mine. My pain is part of my lineage and As I've investigated, I've realized I come from lineages of people who basically poisoned themselves as a way to avoid dealing with their feelings. This was most drastic in one person who actually drank paint. He died um, and he was only 30 years old. But even more prevalent is also alcoholism which is present in all four of my biological lineages. And what I've come to understand is that they didn't know how to deal with their feelings because their feelings were never welcome. They felt like there was nowhere for them to go and just feel their normal human feelings, and especially the big gnarly ones. There is no space where that dimension of them could be welcomed. And especially, I think, for the men, that it was not okay at all. They avoided full contact with reality in a messy, feeling human body. That was the view that they had. They expressed these socially conditioned views toward others as well as imposing them on themselves. In past generations, there was no trauma therapy. There was no culture of self-help, although that in itself is problematic, but it wasn't even part of the conversation. There was no social media to share our experiences or new perspectives on things. It just wasn't done. I can understand how it may have felt for them like there was just no place for their feelings. For me, even with all of these supports that I do have access to, I have a lot of feelings and I'm still learning how to support and allow those all to remain. And when I get pulled into a downward spiral, I realize it's not really personal. So many others have been through this. There's a connection available there, even in the pain that to feel is human and to love the whole spectrum of your feelings is divine. And again, this is because I'm a highly sensitive person. I'm someone who cries most days, if I'm being honest, at least like a few tears. And sometimes it's because I'm sad. Sometimes it's because I'm happy. Sometimes I'm frustrated. 
sometimes I honestly have no clue why I'm crying. (laughs) Um, It's such a cancer stereotype, but maybe it's just an energy release. I have no idea, but I'm working on embracing it more and more as just part of my experience and practicing living by the notion that my tears are not a problem. Another thing that I've been reflecting on um, in my moon and cancer experience, and it's just been coming up for me lately, is trusting my energy reading skills. I feel like I'm dropping into a deeper level of trust with that. But so many times in my life, I have completely doubted those skills. I have doubted that I was picking up on vibes only to have it later revealed that I very much was tuning into what was there that was not obviously out in the open. I guess it could be considered unconscious competence, but it was so unconscious that it was only about 10 years ago that I even realized that I was intuitive. I used to be always really drawn to the occult and the paranormal and witches um, as a kid, but I never thought of myself as having any kind of like sixth sense or anything like that. And Starting in my teens, I got interested in going for psychic readings, and I went to a lot of readings over the years seeking guidance at times in my life. And I just remember such an increasing sense of longing that I had to have access to that for myself, wishing that I had been one of those lucky people who were just born psychic. (laughs) That's what I thought. And I never imagined that I actually was and that here I would be in 2021 working as a professional intuitive with clients regularly telling me how strong my intuition is. It's just incredible to reflect on that and I really didn't see it and I also hadn't practiced. My skills that I have now are a result of healing and reclaiming the innate gifts that I have which again are connected to my sensitivity. It's because I'm so sensitive that I can read into the energy. And it took practice to use that sensitivity in a competent way, to use it skillfully. And also, I still go to readers sometimes, even though I have access to read the Akashic Records, even though I have an intuitive connection with astrology and just generally reading energy, I'm still human. I still have my own doubts and intrusive thoughts and all the things that make it hard to get clear sometimes for myself. And also because I'm human, I'm therefore an imperfect channel for spirit to communicate. And this is something that I also do remind my clients of when I work with them is that I'm not perfect. And sometimes I may translate poorly what spirit is sharing. I'm not infallible. And so I never want someone to think that their own knowing is somehow less accurate or valuable than what can come through me. Everyone has their own intuitive channel. And especially if you're listening to this, you're probably pretty connected to that. 
more than just the average person. The other thing is that I go to readings not just for access to messages, but also for the support of that and just having space for someone else to hold my process or my situation for a bit. And it's a space to work on and explore because this work is all about remembering and reclaiming who we are and your world is nothing without you. I want to thank you so much for spending your precious time with me today. You can find the full show notes and an archive of past episodes at soultolifepodcast.com. If you'd like to learn more about me and my work, you can go to my website at heartblossom.life. And that's also where you can get on my email list to be notified about new episodes and to receive other subscriber-only goodies and updates. You can also follow me on Instagram at heartblossom.life or by searching for Soul to Life podcast. If you're enjoying Soul to Life, you can help sustain this offering by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, as well as by sharing Soul to Life with your people or by making a contribution at soultolifepodcast.com slash sustain. Soul to Life is created and produced by me, Stephanie Elizabeth Briggs, in collaboration with my guides of Earth and Sky. And our theme music is the song Pleiades by Starry Eyes. This is my musical alter ego. Thanks again for being here with me today. Until next time, wishing you all the best on your journey. Take care.